Good afternoon, evening, and welcome. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network at republicbroadcasting.org. Hour two of the broadcast here on this Wednesday. And that's the 28th of February, 2024. I'm your host, Richard Carey. And this is beyond the official narrative. And so, yes, uh, I was mentioning how that has been the plan to convert all software to uh, rental. And, yeah, Windows 10, evidently, as of October 2025, You'll have to pay for your security updates. So that's you know, the next step in the, uh, in the plan. It'll be, you know, this is a gradual sort of transition to you not owning any software. But the problem is, especially with something like operating system software and really a lot of like, good apps you might have, like may say maybe a sound editing program or something, it will not work without, uh, well, you know, are made for for Windows, for example, or, or certain versions. Um, you know, certain drivers will not work right, maybe uh, with Linux or something. Uh, you can't use a lot of stuff when you're using Linux. You know, a lot of really nice software out there, unfortunately. Um, you know, and I, I don't know, I guess currently Apple's still not as bad. But they're in on it. You know, they really are. They're in on it. It's just uh, not nearly as bad. And it, I don't know. I think it's just a plan through the um, expense. Perhaps eventually it'll even be a bigger disparity in price, a gap between the two systems. So they have a small enough, perhaps they still have a small enough market outside of the mobile where it's uh Nominal concern. Uh, certainly, that goes for anyone who's operating outside of either operating system, uh, like in the territory of Linux or something. But I see another uh, inflation the heading I wanted to address: inflation concerns and market dynamics are signaling potential economic headwinds. Are we on the brink of a challenging period? And so, you know, this, this is going into, of course, a lot of trader concerns and, and the actual uh, core of it. So I'm not going to trouble you with that. But, of course, a challenging period. Well, there's a nice euphemism for you. Google CEO. But this is from a, an investor's point of view. Keep in mind, it's even seen from a, um, well, upper class, economic upper class point of view, though. Well, that, that is one thing to take note of uh, on that particular uh, slant and uh, piece. Google CEO pledged to use AI to counter, quote, fake news, unquote, racism and populism. Now, I think all three of those should be quoted as uh, questionable and even how they're defined and who defines them. After Trump victory, no less, okay? And we see how much this, um, well, Alphabet Corporation owns Google. 
it's their AI Gemini has spent, I mean, virtually the entire show yesterday uh, going over that. And please, if you missed that, folks, catch the archive, download, share anything you can. I think that's a you know a good way to well indoctrinate people who aren't really that aware of just how how far this has come already. So, okay, fake news. Google wants to use AI to counter fake news. That's just so ridiculous. They create fake news. They maintain fake news. They alter and Orwellize things uh, <laughs> to very often engineer fake news and maintain. Racism. And, of course, Google did the opposite. Uh, I mean... In, you know, depending on, I always say how you define racism in the context, but, you know, generally in a, in a negative, hostile, targeting a group for uh, unjust factors and means, that is certainly what they're doing to white people, especially straight white males. When you look at AI Gemini, I mean, it's just over the top with these people. And yet the Google CEO is saying, you know, the opposite. So he means he means uh, what pro like anything that's positive about white people, you know, anything that is against the anti-white agenda he's trying to counter. Let's be fair. When he says racism, he's really saying that he's trying to stop anything which opposes the anti-white agenda. He's not trying to stop racism. And populism. That's he needs to counter populism. Really? Uh, what? No, because we're bringing democracy to the world and populism, that, that's a threat to democracy. You know, that loaded term of loaded terms, democracy. Of course. I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't even want to read this thing just by seeing that headline. But I will. And this was actually authored over at Public Substack. Google CEO Sundar Pekai, 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 I believe, today addressed public upset with its AI chatbot, Gemini, for its political bias. And so what did he say? I want to address the recent issues with problematic text and image responses in the Gemini app, formerly Bard, he wrote. Quote, I know that some of its responses have offended our users and shown bias. To be clear, that's completely unacceptable and we got it wrong. Unquote. Now, I, <laughs> I'm not going to read the rest of it because it's just gibberish. Um, my response is my entire show from yesterday. So, so yeah. Moving right along, CNN. Uh, Joe Biden loses massively to, quote-unquote, uncommitted as a voter um, choice. Biden lost Dearborn, Michigan, by 50 points. Democrats, quote-unquote, found a bunch of votes after 3 a.m. Oh, look at they Where did these come from, guys? Whoa. And Biden still lost drastically. So, 
what? Let's see. Uh, this was a good. <laughs> the Daddy Twins. Uh, this was on an X. This this next um, post, and he actually has a video too. But um, you know, he also adds Trump dominated. CNN had to go to break. Okay, you know that's how embarrassing for them it was. Uh, as far as you know, they're anti-Trump. You know, CNN slant. Michigan was very telling last night. Okay, here, wait, wait. Update for the producer. Uh, it seems uh, uh, Mr. Scorpio's phone is has got issues. It's not charging, almost dead. So that's why we're not getting him on either Skype or or the uh, you know the cell line. So yeah, I guess he's going to be out of commission. And uh, understood. And so, sorry, folks. Uh, I guess I'm a liar, and uh, we're not hearing from. But check him out Sunday, and that'll make it all better. Or who knows? Maybe he'll be around somewhere uh, before. Michigan was very telling last night. The Daddy Twins uh, posts on X. Trump dominated, and Nikki Haley still won't drop out. Biden numbers didn't look impressive. Trump received more votes than all Democrat candidates combined. That speaks for itself. I move along. And, uh, ah, yeah, this third pipe bomb camera deliberately turned away from DNC headquarters on January 6th. So this is more and more damning evidence that they think ultimately, too little too late, I might add, but ultimately will destroy the January 6th uh, what? Far left extremist narrative which is dominating the corporate media academia and Washington D.C. So we have a little backstory. I mean the first part of this article is a little dry but you know, to put it in context. And some of you out there might want these details, might want to run with something and, uh, uh, you know, to seek more uh, information and, uh, well, researchers. Recent and ongoing investigations by Revolver News and the Daily Wire into the January 6th pipe bombs and video released in January by Representative Tom Massey, Republican Kentucky, have raised more questions than answers. To refresh your memory, as James Howard Kunstler wrote last month, Mr. Massey arranged to extract previously unseen video from the Capitol Police vaults showing the exceedingly strange behavior of various lawmen in the minutes after one of their number reported a pipe bomb beside a park bench. A few steps away from their parked vehicles outside the DNC headquarters, near the U.S. Capitol building around 1 o'clock in the afternoon on January 6, 2021. Just around the time that a joint session of Congress would commence the entertainment of official complaints and objections of the certification of votes in the 2020 presidential election. Of course, that proceeding was disrupted by events outside and inside the U.S. Capitol, and those many complaints and objections were never registered. Two cars are shown parked, blocking the driveway of the basement garage, a white Washington, D.C. Metro Police SUV and a black Secret Service cruiser. Because Veep Kamala Harris 
happened to be in the building at the time. A man with a backpack, later identified as a plainclothes Capitol Police officer, steps up first to the Metro car, then to the Secret Service cruiser, queuing minutes of slow milling about by the officers in the two cars. (laughs) Eventually, several cops dawdle over to the bench to inspect what turns out to be a pipe bomb planted in plain sight on the ground there. The video shows no effort to cordon off the area or to stop cars or pedestrians, children, from entering the scene near the bomb. Now, the the Epoch Times reports that a Capitol Police security camera was turned away from the DNC building during the police response to said bomb. Security video obtained by the newspaper from Representative Barry Loudermilk, Republican Georgia, showed camera 8021 that was recording the operations of a bomb robot suddenly panned away from the scene just before 2.21 p.m. The change in camera view happened 10 minutes before the Capitol Police unmanned ground vehicle, UGV, fired a water cannon to disrupt the pipe bomb for the second time in 20 minutes. After pointing up for a short time, camera 8021 panned left to show D Street, then zoomed in various directions until settling on a nondescript parking lot view for the rest of the day. That's D Street. D as in David. A third U.S. Capitol Police security camera, camera 8021, located high on the Fairchild Building, is the third Capitol Police camera discovered to have been deliberately turned away from the unfolding pipe bomb drama during crucial operations of the bomb squad. Mr. Loudermilk, whose committee on House Administration's subcommittee on oversight is investigating the January 6th, January 6th pipe bomb, said he was concerned by the discovery. Quote, These revelations are extremely troubling and raise even more important questions about the DNC slash RNC pipe bomb investigation, unquote. Mr. Loudermilk told the Epoch Times, unquote. Or, or rather, uh, another quote, <laughs> We will continue to rigorously seek answers. The American people deserve full transparency in this critical matter, unquote. Two pipe bombs were discovered near the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, one in an an alley between the Capitol Hill Club and the Republican National Committee building, and the other in the bushes on the southwest side of the DNC building. Despite a three-year federal investigation and $500,000 in reward money, no arrests have been made. Two other cameras moved. As the Epoch Times previously reported, camera 3173, located directly across the street from where the pipe bomb was found at 1.05 p.m., turned away from the DNC building at 1.29 p.m. before the bomb squad arrived. Camera 8020, also located on the Fairchild building, was filming the assemblage of the bomb squad on E Street, southeast, when it, too, 
was directed away at 1.44 p.m. to focus on some distant railroad tracks and a highway overpass for the next two and a half hours. The camera 8020 switch came just as the bomb robot turned up Canal Street southeast headed for the DNC. Security cameras were controlled and monitored from the Capitol Police Command Center on the seventh floor of police headquarters on D Street Northeast. An official familiar with police command operations said directing cameras away from a developing crime scene in such a manner is, quote, very, very odd, unquote. Quote, you absolutely would be having the camera operators training the cameras and scanning to see if anything else was going on down around the DNC, unquote, the official said. Quote, and you're not seeing that. You're seeing what looks like a deliberate move of the cameras to not record anything associated with the pipe bomb, unquote. Capitol Police Camera 4502, mounted on the nearby Capitol power plant, did capture parts of the initial aftermath of the bomb discovery and some of the bomb robot operations. The latest development on the DNC pipe bomb only adds to a growing list of questions about the crime scene, how the event was handled, and if the pipe bomb was really a, quote, viable, unquote, device, as claimed by the FBI. Representative Tom Massey, Republican Kentucky, disclosed in late January that the DNC pipe bomb was discovered by a plainclothes Capitol Police officer at 1.05 p.m. on January 6th, confirming a report first published on January 17th by Blaze Media. The Epoch Times independently confirmed the report. Camera 3173 was in a fixed position aimed at the DNC building's garage. So the officer's discovery of the nearby pipe bomb doesn't show on that camera's video. None of the other Capitol Police cameras that cover the area around the DNC were trained on the building before the bomb discovery. So there is no CCTV video evidence showing how the officer first encountered the bomb. When the officer walked the short distance from the bomb to a driveway where Secret Service and Metropolitan Police Department's sport utility vehicles sat, the agents inside took more than two minutes to finish their lunch before emerging to investigate, Mr. Massey said. Former FBI Special Agent Kyle Serafin, who worked surveillance in the January 6th pipe bomb case, said his team was told by an FBI briefing agent that the bombs weren't real. Quote, looked very bomb-like, unquote, Mr. Serafin said on the January 25 episode of his podcast. Quote, Those are the actual words that I remember. Looked very bomb-like, unquote. Discovery of the DNC bomb was announced on Capitol Police Dispatch at 1.07 p.m., according to audio obtained by the Epoch Times. Officer 987 Adam, quote, I'm going to, to declare a 10 to 100 at the DNC as well. Similar device as was found at the RNC as well advising the units on scene what's going on, unquote. Dispatch, quote, all right, where do you have your device, unquote. 987 Adam, quote, at the DNC, unquote. Dispatch, quote, okay, but where at the DNC, sir, unquote. And, uh, well, 
let's see, are we going to get the, the rest from the, uh, the original source? They wanted to cut it off there and not include the entire. But we are basically uh, concluded. And just to hear that little exchange. But, uh, you know, just talking about yeah, more about the actual bomb and uh, explosion factors, uh, you know, actually uh, ballistic factors and everything. But let's see if I can get the rest of that uh, quote there. No, I'm not. Well, you know, we can move on. You get the point, folks. I mean, we don't need to nitpick. But uh, this, this makes more overwhelming evidence. If you want to check it out yourself, it's at zero hedge. All right. Uh, but of course, originally, well, they had a lot of sources, you know, for, for this report. So that's yeah, a good original piece at zero hedge. Third pipe bomb camera deliberately turned away from DNC headquarters on J6. So yeah, you can find that currently. You check it out. So, uh, Let's see here. At this point, I don't know. I will probably be playing the clip after the uh, after the break uh, that I wanted to play, and I'll take some callers if you want to comment on the uh, you know the state of the economy, especially which I was talking about property markets and just you know related factors, and then and of course commenting on on the clip. So if any callers. Who will be listening are interested after. I mean, right now, uh, if someone were to want to jump on before the before the break, that could be uh, a thing as well. I noticed oh, even over at that uh, that website I've been checking out lately, uh, just came aware of racewar.news, which actually is it. You know, it's it's not. Uh, you know, some would sound would think it sounds like some sort of uh, divisive, uh, controlled op vibe, but no, nah, it actually has some good stuff. Honestly, I mean, they're just acknowledging there's a race war going on. Sure, there are people who are stoking it and, and, and engineering it to degrees, uh, but certainly there are differences among various racial peoples, and um, you know, those cannot be be ignored and. When they are ignored, there are consequences, even without the stoking uh, of such, which the powers, the economic powers, which shouldn't be, get so involved with with a kosher slant. But Elon Musk, uh, you know, they're even crediting him over at RaceWar.News, you know, how much Elon Musk's blasting, blasting Google's Gemini AI for eliminating whites from its generated images. I don't know. I might go over a bit of this in a future uh, segment. They do, they do have some good... Uh, well, just like a lot of these other... I'd recommend National Vanguard to people. Occidental Descent as well. And, you know, that one that uh, I remember... Uh, well, I mean, I was aware of it before, but I know Mr. Mr. Advo was... Uh, Suggesting and reading from countercurrents is another. That's pretty good, you know. A little more, um, um, well, domestic politics conservative, perhaps, and the others are a bit stronger in the just racial realism focus. 
uh, definitely all good to check out. Uh, let's see, racewar.news had one. Former Google employee says he was told he couldn't be promoted for being a white man. You know, this was a former Google employee, Sean Maguire. Revealed Thursday night, let's see, this came out, yeah, on the 26th, Monday, so yeah, last week, Thursday night on Twitter, that he was told by Google that he could not be promoted because he's, quote, a white man, unquote. And this was uh, actually an article from Chris Menahan, so it was republished from informationliberation.com, and, you know, many of us are familiar with that uh, uh, website, including myself. Yeah, it's some good. So, yeah, no, this happened at Google. You know, that company is an absolute trash can dumpster fire. If we have one commenter saying, oh, no, that's, yeah, that's Sean McGuire uh, with, that, with that post. He first teased the story in December 2023, but went public in the wake of Google facing tremendous public backlash for programming their AI Gemini to erase white people. Should I go public with the story about the time I was told I can't be promoted for being a white man? Sean McGuire, uh, it was just, again, December 16th, 2023, and his uh, account. I'm not, I'm really not supposed to tell you this. It could get me fired, but you're one of the highest performing people here, but I can't promote you right now because I have a quota. My hands are tied. You'll get the next slot. Please be patient. I'm really sorry. Unquote. And so, yeah, evidently that's cited by Google. You know, they don't have specific, just, you know, someone at Google told them that. So, Gemini is the tip of the iceberg. I agree. I agree. You know, and that's why I spent two hours on it yesterday. So, yeah, I agree with him saying that Gemini is the tip of the iceberg. He says they need to. This is Sean McGuire again, by the way. He says they need to fix their bias in their culture, which trickles down into all of their products. Well, they're never going to fix their bias. Okay? They're owned by extremist Jewish fundamentalists. Alphabet, Google's parent company. Get real. Get real. Get real. Uh, McGuire also signaled he's looking to sue Google for anti-white discrimination. Hey, hit me up. <laughs> Elon Musk said Thursday that he's, quote, glad that Google overplayed their hand with their AI image generation as it made their insane, racist, anti-civilizational programming clear to all. Unquote. Anti-civilizational. He did, he, you know, so Elon there, he didn't, Go quite far enough to say anti-white, you know. He he chickened out a little, if you ask me, to say anti-civilizational. But in another sense, and him being from South Africa, I mean, he knows the score, folks. And you know, he's calling it anti-civilizational. What they're doing is anti-white. He's basically saying that whites create and maintain civilization, and I I couldn't agree more, frankly. And, of course, again, that was originally at uh, informationliberation.com. But, uh, yeah, no, we're going to get to some interesting uh, perspective on the economic front and the the state of society here in the U.S. Uh, Then 
I'll take a couple calls. I'd like to address, please, you know, the uh, the topics presented here today, as opposed to something completely different. This is not always a Monty Python sketch. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I see someone getting in the queue now, uh, lined up for after that clip. Stick around, folks. We'll be right back. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge and knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. Hi, Tom Bolton for Ease Off. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 Carcass Drop and Lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation. But today I want to spotlight four of our new products. First, our right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next, our beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. 
cows too. Ease off LLC 417 are back, folks, beyond the official narrative here on Republic Broadcasting. And, okay, so we're going to play this clip I've been uh, building up <laughs> at this point, but it is good. This is from one Gregory Manorino, uh, traderschoice.net. I mean, he's got a pretty good take, I think, on the economic front. And you know, yeah, I just like where he where he is, and you know what what, what he does reference. You know, I mean, he seems like he has a good head on his shoulders. Again, uh, prepare yourselves is the uh, is the name of the clip. I should point out, be ready. Things are going from very bad to much worse rapidly, and that's Gregory Manorino. Please, if you would, Mike. Okay, everybody, here we go. It's me, Gregory Manorino, Wednesday, February 28th, 2024, pre-market report. Let's start off with this. How many of you are frankly disgusted as I am here? So it looks, again, and imagine my shock and your shock, that Congress are loving, caring representatives. You know, our votes really do count. They're now seeking another Stop gap measure to fund the government. Meanwhile, oh yeah, let's just throw billions and tens of billions and hundreds of billions everywhere else to fund wars. Oh yeah, but we can't fund our own government. How does that work? Um, can someone here again explain this to me as if I am a young child or a cocker spaniel? See, because Greg Manorino, it's above my pay grade and I can't understand it. But maybe you do. Are you sick of it yet? Really? Honestly, let me know. I'm sick of that, and I'm also sick of this. So this morning, I'm flipping through Bloomberg and CNBC and Fox Business, the same narrative, the same narrative. They all get the same script. Okay, economy, soft landing, soft landing, soft landing, and they repeat it three times. There's something with this three thing. It's hypnotic. Um, Meanwhile, I mean, look, people... Every single leading economic indicator continues to fall. We, you and I, have covered this repeatedly in in this blog. We've sat down and discussed how this is. And just yesterday, just yesterday, we find out what? That business investment, which is a major leading indicator for the economy, it's gone. Businesses are not investing in themselves. That is uh, clearly a sign that things are not going very well here. Um, and it just doesn't stop. It's not going to stop. The economy, forget about a soft landing. This is a crash on a global level, and you know exactly what's going on. You know exactly why this is happening, and and it's going to get a lot worse here. This is the creation of a neo-feudal system. That's where we are going 
and it's a wipeout. It's a wipeout on a grand scale with regard to the middle class, whatever's left of it here. So that's the number one narrative that's going around the mainstream propaganda ministry. And then there's a second narrative. And we started hearing about this several weeks ago. Again, same you know, propaganda ministry out here. The and, and I love how they're wording this. It's an incredible thing. They're talking about the anti-U.S. axis. That's exactly how it's being worded. Does that sound familiar to you? You know, the allies versus the axis during World War II. Um, and they're, again, pointing the powers that be here, are trying to convince you, yet again, that what's going on in the Middle East, and we're now increasing our attacks yet again on these so-called uh, Iranian-backed groups out there. Look, in case you don't know, maybe you don't know, uh, for you young people out here, you want to read a book. That book is called Sun Tzu, The Art of War. In that book, it goes over a premise. One of those premises are all warfare is based on deception. Now, you would, most people might think, oh, okay, well, all warfare is based on deception. They're talking about combatants against each other. Absolutely not. Okay, this encompasses every aspect of warfare that includes what's being sold to you and me right now. We are being deceived on an unprecedented scale here. All warfare, all underscored is based on deception and this is yet another deception here people you know what's going on here a mechanism to pull cash into the now henceforth why you're seeing this kick the can down the road yet again by a tell me what really what are these people good for why do we have a so-called representative you feel like you're being represented right here? This representative government style that we have? Really? You're being represented right now, aren't you? Oh, yeah, because your vote really counts. And I know some of you sincerely believe that, but you are deluded. And I mean beyond deluded, but that's okay. There's always the deluded group and the people that understand what's actually going on. And uh, that's that's kind of the situation as it always is. It's not going to change. <laughs> So anyway, so I want to hear from you on number one, what do you think about Congress here? Kicking the can down the road yet again or looking to do so. Number two, this narrative of a soft landing. They got to convince you that what's happening and what they're even telling you via their own numbers isn't real. It's it's astonishing. And then this anti-U.S. axis. Of course, they're referring to the BRICS. And this is all about the U.S. dollar as the world reserve. And it's... There's a problem here. You all know that we've covered it at length. This is a direct threat to the dollar, and they will kill whoever they have to kill. Millions, millions of people will be murdered, okay, to keep the mechanism going. Along with this other scheme, again, to uh, empower central banks, none more so than the Fed. Who supplies the cash for all these wars, for government stopgap bills, uh, for, for everything? Who supplies all the cash? We don't have it. We are broke. Do you realize that? The United States, the, 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 the laughing stock of the world, honestly, um, I hate to say that as an American citizen here because it's the truth here. Imagine you lived in another part of the world and you found out you were listening to the nonsense that's going on here. Um, and, and, and the, the way they keep the people polarized between the blues and the reds and the two wings of the same bird and people don't know what, the, you know, how could we have, let me, let me ask you, this is supposed to be a government that 
the people can govern themselves. People don't even know who they are anymore. You remember under Obama, the other freaking thing that none of us could stand here? People didn't know what bathroom to use. If we don't know what bathroom to use because we identify with a kitty cat or a man is a woman and, uh, and uh, no one can define what a man or a woman is, how can we govern ourselves? You, you see, what's, this is uh, the society that has been dumbed down to the highest order and they're not done dumbing us down. Not you and me, though. You and me got this. Anyway, let's look over here at the market this morning. Bitcoin, just about 60,000. Imagine my shock. Imagine your shock. I know there's a lot of people here that are shocked because they thought or they were promised that it was going to zero. And it ain't going to zero ever. Okay. Ever. Just remember I said that. It's incredible. I tell you. You, know, I, you can lead a horse to water. You cannot make it drink, unfortunately, and there are people that are going to be lost here. There's opportunity abounds around us, people. That's what this blog is really about. You understand? This is not, I know there are those here that get off on doom or gloom. This has nothing to do with doom or gloom. This is all about recognizing opportunity, and it's every freaking where, okay? No matter what's going on, there is opportunity for you and I to take advantage of. Period. And we're going to take advantage of those people who cannot freaking see their own hand in front of their freaking face in broad daylight. It's just the truth. It's just the way it is. Anyway, so Bitcoin around 60 grand. Uh, we, do we need a pullback? Absolutely. What should we do if we get a pullback in Bitcoin or any, any of the big cryptos? You should be buying that dip. Gold, silver. And crude oil under a little pressure today. And that's because of this dollar. Okay, there's something going on here I want to speak about real quick. So the U.S. dollar uh, index of Dixie is now over 104. The market is smelling something here. There's a little bit of a fear, a fear trade going on, despite the fact that we're not seeing any cash make its way really into the perceived safety of debt. 10-year yield, 4.28. Market's okay with that. Um, This market is so incredibly overdue for a pullback or a correction uh we don't get those anymore i'm 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 looking for that i already have cash put aside all right all of you need to have some powder dry my lines out here to buy the dips buy the dips this is a selection cycle i'm gonna say i'm gonna say three times selection cycle that's two selection cycle that's three understand this is not an election we will have no election this is a selection. You have no representation at all. Zero. We need to look out for each other. And that's exactly what we're doing. That's another thing about this blog here. This is about seeking opportunity, finding opportunity, and pouncing on it. All right? My lions know what I'm talking about here. This is about understanding what's going on and what's happening to you. And trying to put yourself, all of us here, we're a big family, in the right spots. Understand? That's it. That's all we're doing here. You understand? Anyway, um, that, that, that's the story. That's what's going on here. But again, um, maybe I got it right. Maybe I got it wrong. Why don't you tell me? All right. Honestly, I, I, I do read the comments and I try to respond to them. And I do want to hear from you. So, Greg, you know what? You're right here, but you're wrong here. Please tell me. Okay. Okay. And that was, again, Gregory Manarino. I'm going to have to check him out a bit more. You know, I, I just barely remember in the past, like once or twice, and that was quite a while ago. But, yeah, you know, I definitely think it's a good good voice. And uh, with his expertise, uh, for us to get more grasp 
on, you know, because the economic situation that hits us at home and our families and uh, hard. And so it's good to at least know what's going on uh, from multiple sources. And, okay, so we have a couple of callers. We have Mike in Kentucky, uh, first in the queue. Hey, Mike, good to hear from you. Uh, how are you doing tonight, sir? What's on your mind? Well, I just heard him use that cliche, buy the dips. Uh, when you're talking about buying stock or something, you know, uh, buy the dips. Uh, it's hard to know when something is a dip or a crash. I guess you yeah. just try your luck. It's all a gamble. But I think a lot of people that have used uh, information that they've gained from RBN to make a bag of money, you just step up to the plate. And somehow, anonymously or not, you know, help out. I mean, I've heard people on here that might just be bragging, talking about the money that they've got or they've made or whatever and how they don't need this or whatever. So <laughs> if your neighbor's not prepared, you're not prepared. And, you know, you were talking about Google there. Um, Zach Voorhees, if somehow people missed that one, go back and look at Zach Voorhees and the stuff that he brought out of Google, the Downrank shadow banned blacklists from YouTube and Google. He was able to get in there, use keywords in their database, and found a whole bunch of that stuff. They tried yeah, to swat sounds... him and kill him. Okay, yeah, killed. it sounds sounds familiar. I, I I think I do recall vaguely when that was around uh, circulating. Well, yeah. well, he's still out there, but you know, I'm sure he all the key major media has interviewed him. Anybody on RBN that could somehow contact him could probably get him on for a series of talks on this and he could speak from authority because he worked there at Google or well YouTube when it got took over by Google uh, again <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. but uh, so yeah the, the, some of the uh, internal workings of the engine there he's he was in on and and was able to search through their database and find the uh, blacklists or whatever that they said didn't exist and it was heavily heavily weighted toward right wing and not, you know, only the very, very extreme anarchist left was censored by Google. A very short list. You know, so it was very heavily biased. And he had the proof. So I I, I can't remember now at this point who you were talking about, talking about Google and and their their bias and their culture. It's been going on. And they don't want to eliminate it any more than Facebook or any of these other platforms do. But what what I called in about was to say now even Gab is uh, have being sent down this road, and I haven't been on Gab very much until so lately. They're, they're getting censored. They're starting to get uh, starting to censor their users, or or are there also maybe like what seems like uh, you you know users who are trying to steer things in a different direction, or bots and or bots or something as well. Uh, like a lot of things, the fees, they're starting to throw fees on there. And I didn't know because I'm not on X, formerly Twitter, but apparently Musk has started adding all these fees for stuff. You want a little profile picture over here, da-da-da, got to pay for it, you know. And so Gab is starting to do that. If you're a meme, if you make memes and cartoons or you repost them, you got to pay. That's what they want to do. So <laughs> just like resort fees, when you go, you know, you rent a motel room in Florida even if you're not going to use their swimming pool and their water park slides or whatever, you got to pay the resort fee. It's like they nickel and dime you to death. And so, you're, you know, 
some of the people on Gab are proposing that content be uh, deleted after 30 days because they're, I guess they're, their server, the fees for their servers is, is too dang much. I'm sure TLB Talk is dealing with that as they've grown. That they, you know, they have to pay more and more server fees, just like RBN has to come up with what every six months, a couple of thousand dollars to pay for their archive servers or something. Well, I know that I, uh, I, I was on Gab, especially um, trying to post for some, you know, of my shows when I was on like my first couple of platforms doing radio. Uh, what about like 2016 to? 18 maybe primarily and I, I don't know i mean you know maybe it's just that like you know they didn't i mean once in a while i posted articles and that but mostly i just was posting like you know what my guests and shows were going to be and trying to promote upcoming shows of me and also some of my uh well the, the hosts i was i was producing but i mean i, yeah. I couldn't be sure if i was shadow banned is my point even on gab i was suspicious that you know i could be shadow banned or maybe just certain people are, and the algorithms I, I was suspicious that it could have some controlled opposition qualities all along to the gab well, we see this in, we see this in the schools we see this in the schools right if they put the vending machines out there uh, the kids will spend every bit of their lunch money on candy. So on Gab, it's no different. you got to put eye candy and stuff like that out there to draw attention and followers. Then you can post your your dry promo stuff, and they'll be like, oh. you know." So you post stuff in the spectrum of yeah. who, the audience you're trying to attract, and then you promote your content. Yeah, I never had time So that's that. what they're so preventing. I, I, that's what they're preventing, they, because they're going to charge you for every meme that you post, like a dollar or some stupid fee. So they're going to prevent people from becoming influencers on Gab by doing that. That's what you didn't do. You're just posting, hey, I'm over here on this platform, da-da-da. And unfortunately, you got to rake them in with the chocolate milk, you know. Yeah, occasionally, I mean, I'd, occasionally I'd get a lot of likes for, like, a, a meme or an article I would post or something, you know. But hardly yeah. have ever any attention for even that, and, and certainly not for yeah anything related to the to the broadcaster guests. Uh, no, uh, what I've got attention with on Gab is stirring up the war that's going on between the Catholics and the Freemasons and the Jews and all that, and you get attacked by everybody if you do that, and that gets you attention, and then you get likes. So that doesn't work on Facebook, though, because you'll get your damn account deleted. <laughs> well, here, well, hey, how about regarding that clip, Greg Manorino, uh, the economic and whatever you was uh, including in it. Uh, do you have oh, anything to oh, comment on that? Uh, real quick, last final thought or whatever, like Jim Fetzer does. Um, the uh, sheriffs are warning people, um, and I had this pulled up. I was going to talk about that real quick. Uh, sheriffs are warning people about all this immigration and how uh, I, I think you'd spoke about that earlier. Uh, that if the entire world's population, if only 1%, Elon Musk was talking on that same line. If only yeah, yeah, no, that, I, quoted entire... Elon, I, I quoted Elon Musk. Yeah, and he's saying that America, uh, compared to uh, the, the rest of the world, I mean, if just 1% of the rest of the world came here, that we'd be overwhelmed. You know, our facilities would be completely uh, Sure. So the sheriffs that are warning on the same line, so the, as the guy said, and I've done forgot his name, the the economics guy. Uh, you got to be prepared and strategic with what you're doing. You know, most of us probably are are lucky to have enough uh, 
potatoes stored back to plant next spring, you know, or this spring. So, um, you know, yeah, yeah, no, I I mean, Elon's quote, dams are bursting all over the country. America is only 4% of Earth's Earth's population. America, 4% of Earth's population. If only 1% of the rest of the Earth moves here, that would crush all essential services. Well, anyway, I was trying to find the sheriff's uh, thing. Um, Okay, well, I I, I do want to jump to the other callers, but, um, yeah, no, it was good to hear from you. Yeah, sheriff's warned, get prepared. Media is silent. And uh, Laura Logan warned about this on Fox and got herself canned. She was she was saying two years ago, uh, something like 2,000 immigrants a day were flooding through the border at that one border checkpoint, and it's just a tip of the iceberg. Illegals are entering the U.S. through the southern border 50 times higher than two years ago. Most are coming through Panama's Darien Gap, where journalist Michael Young says he's seen three to 5,000 immigrants passed, uh, or migrants, illegals, whatever you want to call them, through every day. And if you multiply that back two years, we're talking three million people, illegals. Uh, the legal immigration for the last 30 years has been something like 500,000, and that's twice what it should be for legal immigration. So we're on, we're, we're on uh, a fast track for replacement. So get to your next caller. you got a few more minutes, I guess. Well, hey, I always uh, appreciate your calls. Have a good night. No problem. Sir. Thanks. All right, well, we have Roger in Ohio. Welcome, Roger. Yes, uh, my two cents, it won't be long. Uh, if you want to see about the Daring Gap and people walking through there, just go um, bald and bankrupt. He went there like four months ago, and he walked through there with the refugees and showed all the garbage up and down along the river and how dangerous it was and everything. And very interesting. He's got over 4 million views on it. So bald and bankrupt. He's very popular on YouTube. Uh, the only other thing is, uh, I do not know how we're going to defeat the enemy that can print money off thin air and can have as much funds as they want to do whatever they want. I mean, how can you de- defeat a, a fool like that? That's what China and Russia is trying to figure out. And that reminds so, me, I wanted to... Yeah, no, good point. Yeah, thanks Thanks for the points tonight, Roger. That reminded me to mention, I, I just heard that that airman, that U.S. airman who lit himself on fire in front of the Israeli embassy and died of his wounds, he was getting sent. The thing most people are trying to cover up is that he was actually getting sent to Gaza to assist the, the IDF in the genocide of the Palestinians, uh, the Gazans. So that, yeah, no, that that's part of it, too. So he wasn't just... Well, uh, every, every, host, every host should pray for Gaza at the beginning of the show and at the ending of the show, because the blood's on our hands, too. So every host should, because the, the national media will not talk about it anymore. It just, it's like it doesn't even exist. So this, I, I wish people would, you know, would be praying about it, at least at the beginning of the show and at the end of the show. All right, well, you have a wonderful night, and thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Goodbye. Hey. Love to hear from you again. Thank you, Roger. And next we have Bubba Scout Reb in Colorado. Reb. We got an earful yesterday on your show when that man from Vancouver, I don't know which Vancouver, if he's from the other side of the border, he hit it right on the head. You're all infiltrated. This isn't right. And here, Mangalino, he's fed up. 
hey, we're at the top of the government, and we can stop this. I don't care who's printing the money. We're going to get them dead. Did you hear what I said? So you're you saying wanna, that you're, you're with you the government? You don't want to cut us off. You're you saying, don't want to cut saying, us off. If you hey, want, no, you're, you're a traitor. You don't cut us off. You're saying that you're with the government, That's Reb? You're with Trump the government? Dead, okay? We're going after you, too. That's what it is. You're going after me? For. You're Trump going after dead, me. you traitor. We found out who you are. That Vancouver man was right. Go to hell. Really? You know, Bubba, Scout Reb, I mean, I, I think you're just... Total tinfoil hat crew. For serious. You totally seem like someone who's undergone brain experimentation from the military and now received microwave transmission signals from them. But that's just my interpretation. Um, have a good day, sir. And folks, please support Republic Broadcasting Network to keep all of this uncensored, unfiltered content coming to you. Uh, you can call to donate at 800-724-2719, extension 3. And, of course, we have our mail-in address and the PayPal option on the donate page, republicbroadcasting.org. Please click on that donate page and help us out so that we will speak again soon. And until then, transcend the construct. Regards. Have you been looking for a trusted, long-term, storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on long-term food storage in the rotating sponsors' banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. You're listening to Real Talk Radio. Only on the Republic Broadcasting Network.